Hey everybody, and welcome to this episode of How to Watch a Movie as a Christian. I'm Riley. I'm PJ. And I'm Ben. So how to watch Nope as a Christian. So Nope is a 2022 film written and directed by Jordan Peele, one of our favorite filmmakers, is oh, yeah. that safe to say? Oh, yeah. He's only yeah. done three films so far. This is his third. Yeah. And they're all amazing. All amazing. Actually, w- where do we stand with Nope? Like, I was a little more iffy on it than you guys. Fair to, safe to say? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it'll be fun to discuss this. Yeah. But, but what's the synopsis? Okay, real brief, generic synopsis is this ranch in California, this horse ranch, the owner of the ranch sort of mysteriously dies via objects, tiny objects falling from the sky. Spoilers, by the way. Yeah, this is a full discussion. And then the ranch is then left to the owner's children who then run the ranch and they have sort of a separation between the two. And then some weird stuff starts happening around the ranch, in the sky, in the aura, just in the valley itself. Something weird is going on. And OJ, the main character, who I, I think is the main character, is feeling it. Yeah, he's not feeling only feeling it. it, but he's seeing something. And it comes, and you do find Literally. out. You find out through the course of the film that this un- unidentified flying object is actually some kind of creature. But what? Yeah, well, we think it's a UFO. It's like this big spaceship thing. Mm-hmm. And then it, this spaceship sand dollar thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my gosh, yeah, is, sand dollar. Is the alien. Yeah. Sand dollar slash giant cowboy hat slash, slash manta ray slash yeah. parachute slash parachute slash yeah. angel slash, slash angel slash, slash anime slash projector yeah. or a, you know so UFO is to nope what shark is to Jaws that's right now we're here in our new Pacific Parable studio it's a total mess um, so we're just sitting here on Apple boxes but um, as Christians and each of us works at a church ministering to people making disciples doing that whole thing but we are also lovers of story just like the Bible is a lover of story and Jesus himself is a lover of story we see that in how he spoke in parables so here's the question we want to ask today and it is this what are the themes what were the themes that were that you know, um, that were unpacked throughout the film of Nope. So, uh, PJ, let me turn it over to you. We're, we're watching Nope. What themes? Actually, you know, let's do this. What is a theme? How do we define a theme? Because I think most people are familiar with a plot. Yeah. Oh, well, this is what happens. Or these are the characters. This is the story. This is how it ended. Yeah, well, maybe Themes different than let that, me ask right? you, what would be the difference between a theme and a genre? Okay, so a genre... Right, so we just read the genre uh, of this film. It says neo-Western. So what does that mean, right? Oh, it's kind of cool. <laughs> uh, well, genre is basically a set of cues or visual language, also textual language, um, specific themes, um, as well as different tropes. That all, all of that makes up a genre. So a genre contains a lot of like visual, auditory, music, um, and as well as story beats. Mm-hmm. That it's like a structure to make the movie in. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So Whereas like a theme, I think, is the central idea that motivates exactly. the story. 
Okay, so, so we have a genre. Here's the structure well, so a genre, the theme pushes it through. Right. This movie's definitely in the, they say Western, but that's more visual. Yeah. Visually, it has a Western feel, visual language to it. But it's really a, it's a sci-fi. Yeah. Um, because sci-fi, science fiction, as a genre, deals with specific things. Mm -hmm. Extraterrestrial life, the nature of existence. Um, these are the kinds of tropes that sci-fi deals with. Whereas like fantasy deals with magic, people groups, uh, myth and legend, right? That's fantasy. Mm -hmm. Whereas like say comedy, that's obviously makes you laugh. It's comedic. So these are the genres. A theme is different, right? The theme is like the topic that the movie is trying to address. Mm -hmm. And so um, you can have themes like family or themes like abuse or the theme of getting over your past or the theme of, mm -hmm. you know, there's so many themes. Tragedy. Tragedy, right. Or victory yeah, or freedom. Yeah. These are themes. Mm -hmm. It's like Shawshank Redemption is a, is a prison drama, that's the genre, yeah. but the theme is about freedom and right. the nature of freedom. And they talk about that all, a lot. Freedom, mm -hmm. True freedom is in here. And then that theme drives the movie yes. to its conclusion. Which so is the, the point there is free. that Spoilers. genre is specific to different tropes and different visual language, but theme sort of transcends that. You can have films in a ton of different genres that all cover the, <laughs> the same theme. So, so what do we have? And yeah, nope. what do we got? I think what's cool about Jordan Peele's movie specifically is I do believe he has a central theme in mind, but it's so interpretive that I think you can sort of take away the theme that resonated closest with you. Because I, I feel like when we walked out of the movie, we had a different sort of idea of what the theme was. Well, totally, just by our natural bents on how we see life, you know? Yeah. It, it totally reflected differently. I, I was moved in a in a way that was very Ben. Yeah, totally. Because I walked out thinking, oh yeah, this is totally a movie about respect of nature and, and how to handle things in that sense. Whereas you were like, I thought it was more about capitalizing on monetization and things like that. And we just sort of discussed why we felt that way. And then we, I think both agreed to each other's points. Yeah. So we got two themes there. The first theme that we identified is Nature, mm -hmm. respect of nature. Yeah. Now, where did you get that? Like for people watching this, they might not have seen that. Mm -hmm. They might not have caught that. So what clued you in to that's what this movie is about? Yeah. We, we had the three main pieces that told us that. Yeah. Horse, monkey, sand dollar alien. Yeah, each sort of arc or narrative within the movie all had that aspect to it where there was nature, in this case, beasts, animals, that yes, were it's specifically animals yeah that weren't uh being shown or handled with respect the monkey was on a tv show flashing lights and loud noises and then the monkey goes berserk and murders which is okay. the yeah this is why we set. said i think why we came up with nature because that's against the monkey's nature exactly. it's not just disrespecting the animal it's like right. this monkey does not belong there yeah that horse did not belong in the studio right oh, okay. and the alien itself too it is just doing what nature does. It's eating to stay alive. It's surviving. And then the humans come. They try to monetize on it. And not only that, they start to poke at it to sort of make it come out of its shell so they can monetize it, which is disrespectful. You guys are connecting dots that I honestly didn't see. I didn't think of the chimpanzee. It's like, oh, yeah, that's 
another example of uh, here's a creature mm-hmm. not being respected. And the guy, the, the monkey, not the monkey trainer, but the fellow actor yeah. who's, who suffered through that. Ricky. Ricky. Yeah, he becomes a, like a purveyor of some like weird carnival yeah. thing. Like a, but he space-themed. And he's trying to do the same thing to the alien later. Yeah. And circle. what happens to him? He gets eaten. Eaten up. <laughs> but not just eaten, like the most disturbing, yeah. claustrophobic scene of somebody getting eaten. I had it, never felt the way I felt when I saw that happen. Well, can I say, though, it was a ripoff of Where the Wild Things Are. You seen that movie? Is that when he like goes through no. the blankets or something? Yeah. yeah. And he gets eaten by the monster and there's a close-up shots of him in the monster's stomach. I mean, it's, right. it did look yeah. like one of those little, uh, you know, you have one in your house, the little tubes that you have yeah. for kids. It's just kind of like squeezing through it. Except very- your bones are getting crushed. Except your bones are getting <laughs> yeah. crushed. I know this is very pastor of me, but I did think that's probably what Jonah looked like in the whale. I mean, I'm sorry <laughs> that I... And then just praying... <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> There's always like every depiction is like something out of Pinocchio. Yeah. He's got a whole house. You see the rib cage as like the home. <laughs> yeah. So spacious. It's like a mixture of Pinocchio and Jabu Jabu's palace <laughs> in Ocarina of Time. It's like, no, actually, you'd just be stuck in there yeah. getting slowly burned There's alive. There's a fish just like. So, okay, PJ, on this theme of animal and animal <laughs> respect. What was Jordan Peele, the storyteller, trying to say about this topic? I think it is as simple as treat nature with respect. Not everything needs to be monetized. Not You see a chimpanzee, for instance, you find it in the wild, you take it into a studio. It's unnatural. Don't do that to a chimpanzee. It might rip your face off. Okay, yeah. so that's what I'm... I, it's It's maybe even not just a cautionary, like, don't do this. It's like know your risk, okay? Mm-hmm. You just brought a monkey in here. I guess you can do that. I mean, people were entertained, right? Yeah. But if it goes on a rampage, here's a balloon pop and then kills everyone. You brought a monkey into the studio. Yeah. I'm sorry. that This is the consequence. Right. That's what you did. Mm-hmm. Which, um, you know, the opening of the movie started with Nahum 3-6. Okay, wait. What does that say? I Can we put it up? Yeah, let's put it up. Okay. I forgot that that was there, and I didn't connect the dots. It is so revealing. So let me see if I can remember. Okay, ESV, I will throw filth at you and treat you with contempt and make you a spectacle. Yeah, so spectacle, that's the word that we actually oh, carried out. So it's that's like your this theme, spectacle. spectacle. Yeah. Or so no, it was, it's your theme, spectacle, and you're saying they disrespected animals. Mm-hmm. And made and it into an Made it into an unnatural sense. spectacle. Yeah. I will oh. throw filth on you. I mean, it happened when the gut thing was thrown, all its crap, all the guts and stuff. But then, you know, it's, I will make you a spectacle, the thing with the horse and the monkey. I mean, that was a spectacle, which is probably the shoe idea, which we should not get into. But the balancing I've, shoe. Yeah, I've some, some, the some spectacle. That's for a different time. <laughs> but I think that was really revealing. just act like I know what you were talking about. You remember the shoe? No. The monkey went on a rampage and there was a shoe balancing right straight up. And then he had it, uh, Ricky had it in his little museum in the back of his office. No. It's just okay, one we gotta shoe this. It's standing, just standing on its toe, straight up. Oh. Balanced. Yeah. What the? Which OJ kind of refers to sort of later in the movie. He asked his A sister, Emerald, he said, 
is there anything, is there such thing as a bad miracle? Like, oh. And I feel like oh, the two oh, sort of miracle. connect. Yeah. At least that's okay, what I so, so this is kind of maybe a side note that the reason why it's so important to notice these things is because the storyteller is deliberately putting all this in there. Mm-hmm. Right? Especially There's, Jordan Peele. Especially yeah. Jordan Peele. You go into that movie and you go, what is he telling me? Right. He's, He's almost like a preacher in a sense. Absolutely. At least a, a storyteller with some, not, I wouldn't call it an agenda, but with a, uh, a message. Some message. sort of like critique. Or he's revealing things. He's revealing something, mm-hmm. right? Which yeah. is, in biblical terms, that's what a story's supposed to do. Yeah, and, and I think he delivered on this. I mean, it did take some meditation. Like I kind of, we came out and we we're like spectacle, kind of chewing on it. But after I went home, I was like so blown away at this idea um, of them trying to make money, and at, at any cost, people are dying. Um, it, it just, you know, it was, it was sick to me. It kind of made me sick, which was the point, you know, and then it, the wrath was poured out. You make a spectacle of me. I make a spectacle of you. You look at now, me in the eye, you get kicked. You do the thing with the chimp, you die, you sand all her thing. It pours your guts all and over the, your house. this theme of spectacle that you're pointing to, uh, you saw that in all of the references to cameras, to getting the shot to uh, exploiting and making money, right? Like that's actually the story is they're trying to get a shot of it. Like their first instinct is we could actually like save the, save the farm uh, or the ranch, make more money, get the shot. Yeah, the commentary on like, all right, this is a threat to us. Let's get a picture of it and we can make so much money. It's so uh, accurate, you know? People just want to, we live our lives through the lens of our phone cameras and stuff. And so, yeah, it was eerie, creepy, but also sickly sweet that this alien in the end was kind of like a camera projector screen. When it, when it kind of, <laughs> it like launches out these weird kind of yeah. parachute balloony Which was the things. opening scene. It went through that same like oh. rainbowy thing, this box. Yeah. And you're like, well, that was weird. And then you see it again at the end. It's opening up, and it's like it's, 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 um, you know, recording. It's like look at what this is. What it feels like, you know, mm-hmm. to just be so exposed, every part of you, even your death, you know. Yeah. Now here's my question, though. On that is, did the message that Jordan Peele is trying to convey on this theme of spectacle and uh, exploiting nature, taking pictures, getting the shot, did that come across? Because I noticed that theme for sure. I saw it the whole time. But by the end, number one, uh, the brother and sister team up and blow it up. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah! yeah. And I was like, oh, that's not good. I was confused by that. Yeah. And then but even s- more confused by. But even more confused by the last shot, which is like they got the shot. There was that Polaroid thing where they, they actually did get yeah. a shot of the alien. That hurt so, me. Yeah. The way that I kind of saw it was even though they saw their um, colleague get the shot and die, they still did it anyway. And they got it. They got the shot and they were successful. It's almost like this sick cycle. Like no matter what has happened in the past, it'll continue to happen because we're just that. That is maybe our nature. You really wanted them to learn the lesson, but they didn't. Yeah. It's this you know sort what of it, unresolving feeling of like just terrible 
I don't know. It just feels sick. Cause you're kind of like, Oh my yeah. gosh, she's going to get the shot. She's lining it up. She's taking the pictures. But then you're like, I don't want that. The whole point is that they were stupid for wanting that mm-hmm. and they got it. Yeah. Yeah. It rubbed me in the wrong way. And then it'll just keep, it'll ha- keep happening. People are just going to always want to get the shot regardless well, of what happens. I think that that's the confusing part then, which is why this film has been polarizing mm. is that people disagree on how it's supposed to be interpreted because uh, it sounds like it it be bad to take picture of animal in a spectac in a spectacle kind of way. That's sort of like the plot. Don't don't do that. And yet here they do it, and they're like cheering about it. So you said it made you feel off. Are you supposed to feel off, or was I supposed to cheer? Yeah, I don't know because I I'm I'm not um, you know in the majority with the idea of like not recording things. Um, and instead living in them. You know, this isn't a big idea right now. Actually, it's the opposite. Record everything, um, everything. You know, I'm a, I'm a dad of two young kids, and I made that switch where I don't want to be recording everything. I want to live in this moment. So it touched me right there, which is like this. So it at least tapped it. into that theme in your life. It tapped into it and then, yeah, didn't resolve it well. <laughs> yeah. And so, I, yeah, at the end it was like, man, that was so cool she got the shot. And then, yeah, it's like, but I don't want that. That's not what I wanted him. I kind of wanted him to stick it to it. I thought he was on my side, mm. Jordan Peele. Now, what, what we're kind of articulating then is a very like nuanced, layered way to interpret art and to watch movies. Um, you're not just on the ride. You're thinking about it. You're yeah. actually letting it inform you. But you're also not just letting him preach at you like a, like a preacher. You're you're receiving it and it's tapping something, but you're wrestling with it. And that do, would you guys say that that adds to the enjoyment of it? Yeah, I would say so. It adds to the depth of the experience of going to watch a film, especially a film by a filmmaker that we know is trying to get a certain message across. Right. And yeah, because it was truly challenging. Like, yeah. it doesn't. Yeah, the question isn't do you agree or you know thumbs up or thumbs down. It was there's a there's some ideas in here. There's mm-hmm. some, some themes mm-hmm. and they were compelling and yeah. they brought up a lot of good conversation even just before we were shooting, you know, talking about these ideas of, that you didn't get. And uh, you know. A lot of what you guys are saying, I'm like, whoa, that actually like sheds light on it. And it kind of shows that when you go into a film to watch or listen to any story, really, you really, what you just said is you have to watch it on its own terms mm-hmm. Otherwise, you're, you're going to not enjoy it the way the storyteller means for you to enjoy it. And there are a lot of filmmakers like Jordan Peele that operate on this level. Yeah. Christopher Nolan is one. He's kind of first a philosopher and then a filmmaker in a way. You know, he's got ideas and then stories. Yeah. Okay, but question. So for um, – I'm just thinking of someone like my wife. Hey, hon. Um, <laughs> you know, she, she doesn't think of, of things as thematically – and I think that filmmakers need to be attentive to people that are just watching the movie. You know, they're not watching it on its own terms. They're not watching it in this creative, uh, you know, we can't watch a movie without taking apart its themes and being really annoying about it, you know? But then we annoy our wives. Oh my gosh. Time. Yeah. And so yes. Hannah just wants to watch the movie. Yeah. And, um, and they, filmmakers need to be good for them too. My question would be, what do you guys think? Did it land on Mm. that basis too? Yeah, I think that, okay, well, let's compare it to his first film, Get Out, which in my opinion nailed 
the balance. Oh, yeah. There was no totally. confusion. It just it was a thrill ride for people who didn't think of it on an abstract level. Which, but I it don't was know how deep. you can watch that and not. Right. I think you could discern it yeah. at a level that wasn't abstract. It like you knew what he was saying mm-hmm. in a simple way, but it didn't feel preachy. Totally. You didn't know it in like words, but you could feel it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It felt more sure. cohesive to the story. Yeah. And not because abstract. I am not as much of an abstract thinker as you guys. I am much more of a concrete thinker. I I think I understood uh, Get Out, right? Yeah. I think um, I surely felt it, but I also couldn't tell you, mm. really. Yeah. Yeah, because you could tell Get Out, it was written from a place of pure truth to Jordan Peele, and I'm sure many other people. It just felt like a really true story. conviction to it. Obviously, that could never happen. You can't just put brains in other people and expect it to be fine, but the the, the theme behind it was just very true to our social economy right now. Okay, I have a question about Nope then. Okay. Okay, so (laughs) with the first two uh, Jordan Peele movies, I felt really like there's the twist. There's the big moment. And so watching Nope, I was ready for that. How is this going to work out? How is this going to somehow not be an alien? I don't know. I, not that the other ones were realistic by any means, but... I thought the revelation that it is an alien was that. Sure, but then it went, oh, this is just an alien movie. Yeah, that's I didn't true. expect that. That's true. And I, well, the whole time, was like, how is he going to do this? Especially when you saw the kids in the alien thing, which genuinely was terrifying. Um, but it it was I felt it was really different than the first two in that way. He just made an alien movie. Yeah, I, I agree with that. He it was less um, pointed in its message, yeah. still thematic and layered more than other movies. Um, at the same time, basically all movies have themes. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think that this one operated on a more concrete level more than his others and which i enjoyed which yeah totally and and i think a lot of people call it jaws in the sky mm-hmm. um and so yeah i i would say that it was not as cohesive yeah. theme and plot and which is why my initial reaction to it was that the last act was better than the rest of the film because it felt like the monster get the monster was more focused as a story. Yeah. But I wasn't catching the themes as well as you guys were. And everything you guys are saying, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's like totally true. It's absolutely there. It's because we didn't watch it together. That's right. Because we watched it together and we went in right away thinking about the themes. But um, yeah, which is interesting because at the end, I didn't, it didn't carry me at the end. I was really in it for the beginning. Hmm. The setup, the, I mean, it it was so tense. Right? Oh yeah. I mean, I like I'm all for I like the entire thing. But I I'm I'm easy to please for the most part with movies. If it's a good movie, I usually will just like it. Like I love Marvel movies. I know everyone hates them, but I mean, honestly, I'm getting a little bit tired nowadays, but I just love movies. I yeah. love the messages that people are trying to tell me through this mm, visual medium, yeah. you know? And I think that um maybe kind of to kind of s- summarize what we're getting at is that we need to know that filmmakers um, are storytellers, right? And they're not just entertainers, right? They're storytellers, and they, and so therefore they have they're coming from a worldview with 
certain convictions. And sometimes those are really strong and pointed and sometimes preachy. Yeah. And you watch it and you go, oh, I don't agree with that. And you kind of re you're repulsed by it. Mm -hmm. But the better filmmakers are a lot like Jesus who would layer in his themes into the story and he would connect to the audience on the basis of the story so that they could join him on the theme. Mm -hmm. and the message of what he was trying to say. Which is what happened here. We pulled yeah. out different stuff, and you know, it's amazing when you talk about Jesus' parables with people, the things that they can get out of them, you know, yeah. and that's what they're for. I know? think that knowing that filmmakers operate on a thematic level also helps you discern when they're being untruthful mm -hmm. to the gospel because certain, like, super entertaining movies can be full of, like, themes and topics that they're addressing, but the way what they're saying about them is not right, is not true. You know, I just think of like 90s teen comedies, right? Can't hardly wait, right? Movies like that. What are they saying about the theme of teenage sex and relationships? Nothing good, yeah. right? Entertaining movies, hilarious at times, terrible at other times. Yeah, definitely not nothing true but they're not really saying anything true. Yeah. That's right. And so seeing the theme and going, okay, what is this saying? Helps you to discern, is this true? Do I agree yeah. or not? Yeah, and I think, again, as a Christian, if you are to watch a movie like Nope or whatever other movie, we should go into it with that lens. Yeah. Is what they're trying to say true and does it parallel the words of Jesus? And if it doesn't, then it doesn't. And if it does, then it does. But it's important to try to discern which way it leans, yeah. I think. Yeah, because I good. think my bent on the idea of monetization does come from being informed by the scriptures. So it's not this like biblical idea or Christian idea, but caring for... Um, you know, what we're just selling out. You know, because I'm, I'm just taking it like... Yeah, they're you just selling these... Well, you have a conviction to not just be a consumer. Yeah, that and that way. is birthed from yeah. the way of Jesus. So, you know, it's not like engaging with this movie as a follower of Jesus isn't just, you know, what's the um, what's the Christian-y uh, angle, what's the biblical thing, but it's also like these bigger ideas on the levels that they're talking about, monetization, uh, you know, nature, animals, um, respect, spectacle... You know, you zoom out, and these are big biblical worldviews that can fit in too. So, you know, like we were saying last time, it's uh, it's not whether or not it's good or bad, or it's it's going. What is the idea they're trying to say? And if I zoom out to its biggest worldview idea, how does that line up with scripture? Mm -hmm. And um, you know, honestly, Jordan Peele and and how he feels about spectacle and monetization and recording things. I think he's pretty in line. I think he feels similarly to me, and I think him and Jesus would have a good conversation about that. So, nope. How are you watching it as a Christian, PJ? How are you watching it? Are you watching it again? You down? You dig it? Oh, yeah. I mean, again, I love movies. I especially love good movies by good filmmakers, and this was that for me. It was a good movie made by a good filmmaker that gave me a ton to think about. Like Ben was saying, there's all these different themes sort of that you can pull out of it and then you sort of expand on them and you say, okay, as a Christian, how do I view each of these themes and what does it mean in my life? But 
with that being said, I did love it, and I can't wait for Jordan Pills next. It's awesome. How about you, Ben? Yeah, I think it's clear that we need to watch it together and yeah. talk more about the themes. But I think the rewatchability is high. high. I'm stoked to watch it again and see through the layers again. Who knows what we'll see? Um, but yeah, that's definitely going in like, I'm going to rewatch this movie. It's awesome. Love it. Well, this has been How to Watch a Movie as a Christian. We are Pacific Parable. See you at church. <laughs>